0: The fourth century BC Taoist philosopher and sage Zhuangzi once told a story about a master carpenter. One day, the carpenter went out with a couple of his students in search of the perfect trees to chop down to build a, a beautiful house for a noble. As the three walked along, the students noticed a giant tree on the horizon next to an old temple. The two students began to speculate with themselves about the master picking this tree to be chopped down for the house. And the closer and closer the students got, the more and more convinced they became that their master would pick this large and magnificent tree. But, As the carpenter and his students passed by the tree, the carpenter didn't even give the tree a glance. He just walked on by, much to the students' dismay. Later, the students questioned the carpenter. They said, Master, when we were out looking for trees, the, the two of us saw a giant tree by the old temple. It would have been perfect. It it would have provided so much lumber for the house, but you just walked right by it without even looking at it. The carpenter replied, that old tree? That tree is completely useless. If you were to turn it into a boat, the boat would sink. If you were to turn it into tools, the tools would break. And if you turned it into a house, then the house would become infested with bugs. That tree's branches are gnarled and twisted. The trunk is knotted. And I could never begin to plump, to put a, use a plumb line on it. Like I said, it is completely useless. So why would I stop to look at it? But later that night, As the carpenter slept the tree came to him in a dream the tree began to berate the carpenter useless you call me useless from a tree's perspective being useful is like having a terminal illness my gnarled branches and knotted trunk have saved my life in this old tree's opinion a useless tree is the best kind of tree there is. Otherwise, I would have been hacked down years ago. The carpenter could not help but admit that the old tree was right. The carpenter responded to the tree, My apologies, O oh great one. You are a wise tree indeed. Indeed. The moral of the story is that concepts like useful and useless are often a matter of perspective. What seems useless to our eyes might be profoundly useful from another vantage point. The wise tree used its uselessness to its great advantage. It survived and thrived while other more useful trees met the carpenter's axe, Swangza's goal is to make us question what we think we know about strength, power, utility, efficiency. He wants us to question what we consider to be common sense, to question the status quo. He invites us to to behold a different sort of power The power that can come from being useless or small or ugly or ignored or irrelevant. He told stories that invited us to see the world anew and to expand our horizons. Swamza reminds me a bit of the desert fathers and mothers of the early church and in that way He also reminds me of Jesus. For this morning, Jesus is trying to reveal to his disciples something about the kingdom of God by telling them some surprising stories that are intended to blow open their perspective and to to shock them out of their complacency. Now, the kingdom of God or the reign of God might be an elusive concept to us and perhaps the parables that we just heard do not seem to illuminate the kingdom very much but the kingdom or the reign of god is what jesus proclaims the reality of the kingdom sits at the center of jesus's own understanding of his mission sits at the under the center of what he believes god is ushering in through him. And he didn't just talk about the kingdom. He embodied it, and he enacted it. For instance, the reign of God breaks into our lives as Jesus heals and offers forgiveness. The reign of God becomes visible when the blind receive their sight. The kingdom of God can be heard when the poor receive good news. The reign of God is enjoyed when Jesus eats with outcasts and sinners, or when an abundance appears in the wilderness and thousands are fed with only a few loaves and fish. The reign of God becomes palpable and tangible in our lives when reconciliation and peace and justice take place. The reign of God is about wholeness, and human flourishing and dignity. But this morning, Jesus compares this unbounded and awesome mystery of the kingdom of God to the the commonplace experience of planting a garden and watching it grow. And then he compares the kingdom to a seed, a very, very tiny, tiny seed that is for a nuisance plant and a weed. We might look at all of the wonder and the power that surrounds Jesus and his actions and then think that the kingdom of God emerges like a sunrise or like an explosion. We might see the force that Jesus exhibits over illness and demons and then think of the kingdom of God like a roaring lion. I mean In last week's gospel lesson, Jesus compared himself to a strong man who is breaking into Satan's house to tie Satan up in order to plunder his stuff. We might think of God's reign like a superpower, imposing its will on the world. But instead, this morning, Jesus invites us to see the power in smallness and seeming insignificance. He says, the kingdom is like planting seeds that grow, just like seeds grow, without our help and without our interference. And thus, perhaps then, they are easy to ignore and not notice. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like a tiny mustard seed, a, a seemingly inconsequential speck that emerges into a massive shrub that is still worth ignoring. And yet, that shrub provides shelter for the birds. I hear Jesus saying that God's kingdom then is easily missed, easily forgotten about, easily hidden from our sight. The kingdom might seem meager and piddling, maybe even irrelevant and certainly impractical. God's reign might seem useless, and yet Jesus assures us that the kingdom is coming. God's dreams are emerging, All around us. We may not know how, but the kingdom produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. Harvest time is coming, and we might miss the kingdom's presence, caught up as we are with all that is awful and horrible and tragic in our world. This world, with all of its suffering, may blind us to God's reign. It may seem irrelevant. It may seem useless. And yet, the kingdom of God, it's there nonetheless. Hidden unless we have eyes to see and ears to hear, but emerging and present because God is present. Because God is with us and for us. God's reign is here, all around us and within us. God's kingdom is coming, yet it is hidden. But this coming kingdom is mighty and triumphant. Faith invites us to expectation. Faith invites us to open our hearts and minds to God's presence in our midst and to the grace in which God envelops us. God's kingdom, God's love, is indeed a small, seemingly useless seed. But this love bestowed has within it all the power of creation. And so we live in hope because this small seed will bring forth a profound and unimaginable growth and transformation. For God's love is present, and this love brings with it a new creation. For indeed, everything old has passed away. Behold, everything has become new. Amen.